Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. The corporate VC in Italy is moving really fast and last week is the proof of it with Italgas, Edison, Mediobanca and Post Italiana. Yes, please pick awesome. your favorite one. Pick your favorite. <laughs> Well, my favorite. No, I'm joking. Let's uh, let's start. Let's go in order. Let's start with actually like the raise. Uh, so Vita Sicura, insurtech startup, raising almost two million euros uh, from a syndicate. Uh, here's an insurtech play. I would say with uh, the big trial to simplify insurance uh, for life insurance in particular. And uh, yeah, it's uh, Italy is also seeing these kind of plays. And uh, it's been seeing a few of those plays in the past years, and uh, that's interesting. It's uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, what I found interesting of this is that uh, actually this is backed by some big uh, insurance company. So we have uh, uh, RGA, which is Reinsurance Group of America, uh, which is like a pretty much like a like a big group, which is investing in Vita Sicura through their corporate VC arm, which is called NRGAX. So that's, uh, that's another example of an insurance company kind of playing the, the VC game in a, in a very structured way, I would say. Yeah, that is, that is true. And another one is Riale Mutman, the Italian insurance exactly. company that's doing the same, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, at the end of the day, Vita Sicura is an interesting play because it's this the pure digital distribution play for life insurance, mm-hmm. insurance. So it's, a, I believe, an interesting test bed for uh, traditional players. Uh, this is not probably disrupting the market for them, but just a way to put a foot mm-hmm. uh, into another distribution channel and, you know, yeah. see how yeah, it it's goes. Yeah, it's a digital distribution channel with some major player kind of uh, making people feel secure about buying insurance online in a simple way. So another pillar of this is Square Life AG, which is essentially the the issuer of the policies. And this is a huge company essentially working uh, in a bunch of different uh, geographies. So, So yeah, interesting, very, very interesting. Um, let's move on with Kama Sports, a sports tech startup raising 1.5 million for a 21 million post uh, money evaluation. That's uh, that's pretty uh, interesting, I would say. So Kama is an interesting uh, service platform, essentially giving profession, sports professional metrics in uh, in different uh, on different like uh, um, on different um, like uh, categories of data. So essentially, yeah, it's it's a data science hub for sports professional. Uh, so it's a cross between uh, big data, essentially, and uh, analytics uh, passing through video analytics and uh, probably like different kind of metrics. So that's uh, that was that's an interesting like tool, if uh, if you would say. And uh, the guys essentially, yeah, have uh, have been like a great year. Had have had a great year. Uh, they had. Uh, uh, basically, big uh, football, like soccer celebrities, uh, like onboarded, and uh, yeah, nice round day with the valuation is kind of on the on the high side, I would say. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, definitely like on the on the move. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, so I, I I was not aware of the startup. Uh, it seems they have been they have been working 
uh, under the radar in the market and probably raising capital from the market. So I'm, I'm positive there are a lot of business angels coming from the uh, soccer and football uh, in the cap table. Yeah. Uh, and that's interesting because probably they are really developing a product that that market wants. And seeing from the testimonials, it seems it is working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Right. Oh, can on. you hear me well? Can you hear me? Yeah, well? I can hear you. Oh. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, moving on, half a million in uh, investment of uh, uh, impact uh, in Test One Solution, a startup developing technologies for cleaning the environment from pollutants. So basically, uh, the um, alpha, how do you call it? Alpha Impact, A Impact. Uh, what's uh, ah, that's a, bit... a good one. I usually call it A Impact. A Impact, yeah, from the Avanci, yeah, the, the group exactly. that is actually backing it. Awesome, and uh, they've been really active. 2021, we've uh, we've talked about that like many many times. Uh, they've be, they're building like a good portfolio, I believe, very in line with uh, with um, with what they're doing in terms of ethics. And uh, yeah, this is uh, the latest one, latest investments, which is uh, very much uh, um, scientific oriented, I would say. Mm. Yes, indeed. Uh, but again, this interesting product, since oil is a major pollutant for the oceans, and it seems that they are developing a, a foam mm -hmm. uh, that is yeah. able to absorb it. Yeah. Nice play. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's extremely good for the environment if they are able to scale it up. So that's probably the real issue. Uh -huh. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't think they're going to deploy like one square kilometer of sponges uh, mm -hmm. on the ocean. So probably there's some way to scale the foam and to deploy it in order to be useful in, uh, in collecting the, the, the spare oil, the spoiled oil on, on the ocean. Yeah. I mean, if they manage to, 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 to scale it up, that's going to be probably uh, a very important impact on the environment. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very good. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is probably one of the most prominent, I would say, one of the most prominent impact fund in Italy. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's interesting because if we check our, their portfolio right now showing, uh, yeah, we have like very good like uh, uh, companies doing like you basically uh, applying re-economy logic to sort of be environmentally friendly like rice house i know i know pretty well the, the project uh and uh yeah uh, basically it's they're building it up like uh, very very quickly basically not only re-economy but also uh medical uh housing and uh, basically anything that has like a positive impacting Essentially, the economy. So that's uh, it's pretty broad, actually. Yep. Investing across the broad in the impact environment, yeah, uh, impact sector. So exactly, exactly. Interesting. All right. Uh, yeah, let's talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> so after <laughs> the huge uh, raise of uh, Poke Poke House, yeah, Poke House which essentially has been like a celebrity the last year in private equity because of their 
big expansion projects and so on and so forth. I mean, I wouldn't define it technically as a startup. I mean, let's let's be honest. It's a, it's a franchise play, but successful ne not, nevertheless. Uh, we are we're witnessing also other players in the sector raising money for uh, a very similar cause. Uh, so that's uh, Amipoke, uh, 1.3 million uh, on Mama Crowd. So the crowdfunding uh, people really like uh, this kind of food. Uh, so, so it's interesting. It's interesting to <laughs> see another another player. I'm not sure whether it will be another. There will be another Poke House soon. Uh, exactly, Nick. <laughs> Nick is. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's like the fourth player that raised uh, money in Italy in the last wow. twelve months. Yeah. Uh, so I'm amused by the quantity of Poke Houses raising money from investors. <laughs> We're becoming like the the the, the rulers of the world in uh, in Poke. So I'm pretty yeah. sure it is becoming the national dish from Italy. No, like, exactly. You know. We discussed that. That's crazy because uh, I mean we like poker, but uh, how much how much poker can we really eat? I mean that's a uh, that's uh, another. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. To me, it, it, it's an okay dish. I don't particularly love it, but it seems yeah. that we are high consumers as as Italians. We are high consumers of poker. Or we like to think but, that it's gonna work really well on the market. So the people in Mama Crowd are like, yeah, we can sell that. That's a very fair point. Uh, I, I don't know where this, it comes from, but probably it's uh, you know a reflection a reflection yeah. of the success of Pocket House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't sure. know. That, that's interesting. Interesting, interesting. I mean, they, 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 they look, they're looking for twenty million uh, revenues in two years. Yes. Well, it's. Uh, it's it's a challenge. It's a it's a huge challenge for sure. Twenty six ah, location ah. and twenty million euro. Oh, but um, what do what do I know? What do I know? Oh, what do we know? Two other what players do doing something similar. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and one that just raised capital just a few yeah. couple of few months ago. The yeah. one from Venice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Interesting trends. Interesting trend though. Right. Going to the corporations. Let's jump to the corporate VC. I really like these kind of plays, as you know. So a uh, few different plays, starting from Italgas, uh, which is an Italian gas distribution company, essentially invested probably the biggest raise last week, 15 million US dollars in Picaro, which uh, sounds extremely boring. I hope they don't, they are not listening, but, but very useful for sure, because it's a California company, essentially. Uh, working on the, the monitoring of gas distribution networks. So it's actually uh, very safety oriented, very safety driven, completely in line with it, what, what Italgas is doing. So this is like a, a very sort of straight um, corporate VC sort of play where the, the target company is really perfectly aligned with the mother company, I would say. Yeah, even even though I, I have to add that we are not ju specialized just in uh, natural gas solutions, let's say Good so. Point. So just uh, one of the markets where they operate, so they have also uh, application in areas that I wouldn't believe it gas was interested in, like pharma and health. Yeah, good point. Uh, that's that's interesting that they went all the way to uh, an American company for mm -hmm. Uh, to invest, take a board seat. Mm -hmm. that, that's an important involvement for a 
traditional company, even if they invested in, as a CPC deal. Interesting. So the, the CEO of Italgas Gas joined the, the board of directors of Italo. Uh-huh. That's not an easy or a light involvement in the company. So that's yeah. really strategic yeah. one. Yeah, for the record, Picaro does continuous monitoring for real-time insights. So they have different tools, apparently, for this continuous monitoring, as Nicola was saying. So energy is just one, but then we can see air quality, semiconductor, and pharma. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would, uh, I would, my first question would be, where is the majority of revenue? Probably pharma and energy can be like probably huge. Air quality, I'm not too sure, maybe on the raise. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, definitely strategic for, for Italgas, I would say. Mm. Uh, and I'm looking at the, at the board of directors and uh, there's Greylock on the, yeah. on the cap table. Interesting. Yeah. So not too shabby. No, exactly. Exactly. Strategic too for the VC space. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Mm. Right, moving on to Edison, also uh, announcing an investment in Condeo, a condominium management management startup. So again, very sort of in line uh, deal, I would say. Um, Edison, like uh, basically um, providing energy on different levels, working on renewables, low carbons, and uh, and so on and so forth. Um, essentially. Uh, adding a tool in the, into their tool sets, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It's a good diversification uh, uh, core business. So it might make sense. So the, the amount, I couldn't find any amount for the investments. Jack, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Perfect. Okay, so I, I had some some feedback in my, my earphones. Uh, anyhow, I couldn't find the, the, the amount invested, so this is probably quite a seed stage yeah. uh, round. Startup appears to be just out of a uh, startup bakery mm-hmm. that's a startup studio. So I believe it's quite early stage. Still. Cool. Still, uh, yeah, I mean, um, again, another proof that uh, like, like what we said last week, like a corporate VC is really is really moving fast and uh, a little bit, uh, I mean, occasionally on the on the newspaper, occasionally under the radar, but definitely moving. So this is a, an additional confirmation of that, I would say. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Mediobanca, that's interesting. Mediobanca Private yeah. Banking launching a VC fund focused on investing in American startups and funds. So uh, I tried to do a little bit of digging into this kind of deal and uh, turns out that, okay, cool guys. <laughs> I knew I this mean, would, would trickle your interest. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I mean, uh, US VC funds, very interesting. Uh, turns out that essentially the vehicle is a sub-fund of Russell Investment, Alternative Investment ICAB, uh, which essentially is playing uh, is like is like a is like, um, like a fund of fund I would say it's not directly involved with companies. Uh, basically, this fund is essentially looking for um, for uh, emerging uh, managers, and so they're like playing like the fund of fund game. I would say it is not exactly clear from their communication. Uh, the goal 
for sure is to expose the private banking clients to the venture capital market in America. So that that seems to be the the goal the of the strategy. I agree. But the execution of a fund manager, not a direct investor, not yeah. a VC, let's say so. Exactly. But um, I cannot say that the communication is cl cl crystal clear. Yeah, it's uh, Irish based. Russell Investment is, a, is an Irish company, so the fund has a Rush, uh, uh, Irish uh, domicile. And uh, yeah, I mean, what is interesting though is that even, I mean, private bankers in general, they're trying to really look for new products. And the VC space is uh, probably like uh, the next frontier, I would say. Uh, now that crypto is uh, kind of the bad guy, the high risk, VC by comparison feels like uh, safer in a way. So, so it kind of uh, passed the, the baton in that, in that sense. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And we have some other domestic example for, yes. for that. <laughs> exactly. But curiously, it's not on the news today, so it was a yeah. quiet week in the Azimuth uh, uh, space. Interesting, interesting. All right, moving on with m is actually Poste Italiane. Poste Italiane also doing pretty well in terms of digital acquisition. Uh, so acquisition of lease holding for 700 million euros. Um, that's, that's also like a, a, quite a huge move, I would say. Yeah, I, uh, I think the lease holding is uh, the company businesses uh, that come from uh, Lottomatica. Ah. Uh, so basically, Post is expanding in this area of payments. Uh, I mean, Post is, is another company that's trying to become a bank. I yeah. think we, <laughs> we spoke a lot about this. Now banks are trying to become digital companies and everybody else is trying to become a Wants bank. to be a bank, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Poste is quite uh, advanced in this, in this trajectory. So this is part of the strategy. Yeah. 300 million, I mean, quite a Not bad. considerable amount. Yes. Not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I then uh, actually talk about the uh, airtime partecipazioni, which is uh, also an interesting company. The, I was not aware of it. So airtime partecipazioni acquired energy solution for 30 million, also a huge acquisition. Um, so yeah, I was I was very curious. So they're, they're basically also airtime is uh, is a holding company. With, uh, with a very sort of flexible investment uh, model. Um, I would say, yeah, mostly uh, oriented toward a digital uh, space. Uh, but I was trying to actually to check on the portfolio, but couldn't really. Yeah, they've got, they've got a couple of brands underneath the company. Yeah. One is Nexedia. That's a, one of those multi-channel or multi-channel communication services. Uh, you know, WhatsApp, uh, SMS, email, mm -hmm. uh, something similar probably to uh, not really Twilio, but kind of mm -hmm. made out of that. And then another one that's 
uh, it's uh, airtime technologies, which I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. And basically, this acquisition, the acquisition, acquisition of the German company uh, yeah. is somewhat relevant for the Mixedia, this omni-channel solution provider. Uh, that they have in the portfolio, but on exchange, interesting. I'm navigating the website as well in that time. <laughs> they, they, also, they also have a real time marketplace where telco carriers can trade minutes and text with no credit risk. Okay, whatever that means. I have no idea what this is. Yeah. Uh, they have a very complicated like uh, governance. Uh, there are like seems to also play with smart contract as well. Mm. So probably there is uh, some some form of uh, of, uh, of smart contract there. Uh, we haven't are we I mean we haven't seen them pretty much moving last year, I believe, right? It's, uh, it's kind of a new... But I don't, I don't recall uh, anything from them last year. But they are a true company. The Italian company... Ah, yeah, you're right, yes. On the French exchange, and yeah. with uh, almost 400 million market capitalization. Mm-hmm. Not a very small company. So, not a huge corporation, but... Yeah. We, we need to study them a little bit more. <laughs> totally. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, maybe try to wrap up with the work from uh, our friend Ilaria Cavalleri on, uh, on incubators and accelerator in Italy. That's uh, so incubators, accelerators, venture studio. It's, it's been a huge trend in Italy in the past, I would say, three to four years. Uh, they've been definitely like growing. Uh, so there, uh, there is like some interesting statistics here. Uh, about 38 inc- incubators certified by the Chamber of Commerce in Italy. We have actually a section where incubators can list and can be accredited. So that's uh, that's pretty pretty unique, I would say. Um, about uh, a good, I mean, the good majority is located in north of Italy. And uh, there are a lot of like private sponsors actually working with the incubator and accelerator. So 60, 60% is backed by private private uh, sponsors. I, yeah, but, well, that's probably the only way where incubators could actually, or accelerators could actually work, you know? Yeah. So you need a lot of sponsorship, you know, and the big players uh, taught us how to do it. But there's another data point that surprised me, the turnover data point. Mm. So even though there is a lot of, you know, skewedness, because I believe mm-hmm. that just a few operators uh, produce uh, the, the majority of, of revenues, but still the average is 1.5 million turnover per, mm-hmm. per incubator or accelerator. That's probably much higher than the average turnover of startups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's yeah, kind of point. surprising. So it was like, oh, come on. Um, probably there is a lot of skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some example. 
some products that they don't have quite orange data, but they have big numbers. Yeah. And considering uh, that's, uh, yeah, I was thinking like compared to the weight on uh, essentially all the investments done in 2021. So it's, it's not a small part of the, the investment, and but uh, I mean, it's probably like uh, will grow more and more relevant probably. So it's 348, but uh, but yeah. Yeah, which aligns with uh, with your comment on the average turnover, 1.52 million. Very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. But well, just... there are much more and with much higher numbers than I expected. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Nick, fantastic. So, uh, I think this is a wrap. Yeah, let, let me just add a comment on the, uh, yes. the drivers, driverless vehicles. Uh, news. Yes. Uh, that's as as the mm-hmm. maker of these very small, very tiny electric cars, electric vehicles. I don't even know if you can call them cars, but uh, it was quite interesting that they announced this team up with a, mm-hmm. a UK operator. And they are going to experiment in Milton Keynes. Uh, this driverless service, not autonomous vehicle, but driverless service. So basically, you, you, you jump on one of these small cars and there is someone uh, remotely driving the car for you. That's, uh, I didn't catch that. It's, that's pretty awesome. Really cool. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Uh, this kind of service. And they're doing it with these vehicles. The thing is, uh, remote driving is getting like more and more trendy. Also, not only in driving, uh, I was there was also some companies that were trying to work on uh, construction work done remotely. So basically, people uh, like driving big like excavator machines remotely, uh, like in caves and things like that. So minimizing risk and uh, kind of getting a better sort of health for employees. And uh, I mean, what's next? That's uh, that's pretty intense. So the, 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 the question that I'm, asked, that I'm going to ask them is this one. I mean, uh, after the pandemic, basically all the uh, knowledge workers were able to work from home. Yeah. But if you were a, a, a worker in construction, yeah. you, you cannot. Of course, by definition. But <laughs> are we are we looking at a new wave of innovation? Whereas also, if you are a uh, how do you call it a, a, a strength, a physical worker, that, I'm looking for the term here. But if you're working in the physical world, yeah, will you be able to work from home as well? Smart yes. Uh, let me give you a keyword: is uh, physical work decentralized? Yeah. <laughs> remote, remote physical working that's, that's interesting awesome awesome point all right nick and with that uh thank you very much for joining and uh for the people uh listening so we're available on youtube spotify and apple podcast and we're live every monday at 7 p.m uh please follow nicolo newsletter as well and then uh, we're gonna discuss the topics uh, every week and uh, see you all next week to in, in the, the week in Italian startups. 
and uh, thank you very much for joining. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Nick. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.